Honorable mentions, uh, Sensory Blitzkrieg, Brandel Chamblee. Ah! One of my favorite moments <laughs> of the year. Yes. And I just want to oh, say yeah. that there's that that might be the hardest I've laughed. Yes. Yes. At 100%. The at the rental house. Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. We've got a special end of the year edition pod for y'all. Plus, you know, still a decent amount going on. We had CP at the PNC. Get into that. We were just discussing my uh, my year in golf dreams where I only dream, dreamt about our boss twice. And I don't know how that compared to last year. I tracked this for two years in a row when I wake up, if I had a golf dream I, and I thought last night, did I have one? See, that's the weird thing. If you don't write it down right away, it's, it's gone. But um, I had, a, I had one with Keegan Bradley and his Ryder cup suitcase at grand central <laughs> Rand, random shit. We were just talking about fire eaters. The, the people who put the sword, the fire swords down to throw it at vision. Lexi Thompson was with one. I, I, I don't know. You, you need to take like the next two weeks off. Like, Oh, easily. Yeah. Golf. Yeah. <laughs> Like for sure. I mean, and you know, it's funny if you look at it, I, I might've fudged the dates a little, but I definitely, you know, during the peak golf season, you're dreaming about golf, like a lot more. And now that like, I haven't been playing, you know, I have these not as many golf dreams, including this one with Sam, our boss. I got a, he got an, a, we were both in elementary school, which is crazy because he's much older than me, significantly older. I might <laughs> add. And um, I think he's almost 50. And uh, he got an A. We were in like first or Half second grade. <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah, we were in first or second grade and he got an A and he was all like smug. And then I went up and got my grade and I got an A plus and I just rubbed it in his face. It was amazing. But again, there's there's some kind of metaphor there. I can't. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was like, get out of here. So not uh, that I know, but you should you should smoke weed. You'll never have a dream again. Not that, is that true. That is true. I can. Now what, what about? Yeah, well, I, 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 and I'm being dead serious. I've <laughs> never smoked, which is crazy. But I, ha I did dabble in the gummies for the first time this year, like Chris Russo, Mad Dog, <laughs> and um, and then also a, a a chocolate, a peppermint chocolate. Oh my god! I mean, I can eat the whole bar. I mean, I might die. <laughs> uh, but anyway, do you get dreams with that kind of stuff, or still, or it wipes you out totally? That's a good question. I'd have to right. experiment. Well, I will say, I as I, I've noticed, obviously, and that's like the kick to it is like, you get a great night's sleep. Oh, yeah. You wake up feeling great compared to like pounding <laughs> 10 to 15 oh, yeah. drinks. I mean, I mean, it's like unbelievable. So, no, it's, uh, uh, yeah, not to, not that we endorse it. But them. then we would lose out on the, all the content, so. True. Right. Yeah, we'd lose out on the dreams. So, um, yeah, we'll see if I do it again next year. But anyway, it's fun, fun little thing. Um, all right. Let's start with CP and at the PNC. I mean, we, we talked to you last week uh, when you were kind of, you were just gotten down there. You were at the hotel lobby with the spotty Wi-Fi. Mm. Um, a, how'd you end up playing that day? And then B, what was the uh, the week like? I know you weren't there for the actual event, but you got you got a feel for it. Uh, what was it like? Played really well that day, actually. Um, the next day didn't play as well. We played a much harder course the following day. But yeah, the event in general, we went the next day. It was Wednesday. Um, I mean, it's awesome. It's just, I was just thinking about it too. Just like 
you know, it's just legends on legends kind of everywhere you turn. And they're all like super happy and like pleased to be there because they're with their families. They're through a lot of them get there super early. That that resort is like, you know, just perfect for, for bringing your family. There's a million activities and, and pools and stuff. So they're all like beaming. That's the thing I wrote about Tiger on Friday. Like his whole warm up session is just you know, just gigantic bear hugs with Marco Mira and, and Annika and, and Steve Stricker. And he's grabbing his nipples. Like he he did that one time at the masters. He gave him like a purple purple, whatever the right. hell it was. And uh, Tiger's just like, how's the family? How's mom? How's, how's this one? It's like, it, they're all just kind of like on, on cloud nine. So it's so much different than, than a regular tour event where, you know, the guy 120th on the FedEx cup list is like, you know, it doesn't have, it doesn't even give you the time of day. Whereas these guys are just, I mean, Wednesday was unbelievable. You you saw the, the Lee Trevino video. I tweeted, Luke's yep. tweeted some, some Lee Trevino stuff. We saw him go out to the range and Luke was like, we got to just, just go out there and see what happens. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm down. And the next thing you know, we're there for an hour and we don't, he, we never talked. It was just Lee Trevino talking the entire time and, and telling stories and giving us, you know, he hits a chip shot and then he's like, now watch this. And he just goes through like how to chip the golf ball, like in the, you know, how to lead with the handle. And he goes on for five minutes and then he's hitting all the shots with the hybrid. And then we go to the other end of the range and we had Patrick Harrington for, for two hours. Uh, Luke's going to have a great piece on that. A lot of uh, Patty's kind of speed tips, how he's power, Patty's power you know, tips, Patty's power tips. And uh yeah, but we also got Patty's parenting tips. Uh, one clip. <laughs> that was, I mean, that, was, that might have been the video of the weekend. It, it really yeah. sent it to my parents. I was like, yeah. this is. And this you is had a great, cool. you had a great video with him too. The Patty content. Oh, this was a monster week for, for Patrick Harrington. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where we all kind of knew he was awesome and a uh, great talker and, <laughs> um, you know, super into the, getting better and instruction and stuff. So we all kind of knew it, but I don't think the golf world at large kind of knew it. They knew him as a, you know, multi-major winner um, who, um, you know, had, had a nice little run, but uh, it was nice to see everyone kind of collectively get to see how amazing Patrick Harrington is and kind of how his brain is operating at like 100 miles per hour at all times. So I was happy to see um, Patrick kind of blow up, but yeah, I was thinking that day, between Trevino and, and Patrick Harrington, it's like, I don't, do we have any of those guys left who are just like super awesome and talkative and have great stories and, and all that. And you know, both of them, you know, Trevino came from nothing and, and he's got all this, you know, all these, these young kids today. I mean, you know, yeah. John Bailey is pretty good. I mean, when, when John Bailey like talks about, yeah. he, he was talking about those stories with Tiger back in the yeah. day. Yeah. He's pretty good. Boo Weekly was goaded. He, right. Well, this is what I mean. It's like, who do we have now? Like, who's yeah, the, now? who's going to be that? It's what I mean. Maybe Spieth. When Spieth's yeah. old, he'll be oh, a super. Oh, yeah, player. when they're like eighty years old, who's going? Yeah, he'll be you know? he'll be great. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. The, these guys, you know, you got to go through six people to to get five minutes with them. Whereas Lee Trevino on Wednesday, Luke and I walked up, oh, and the- he. He was literally like, what can I do for you guys? And we were like, just be Lee Trevino. And then for an hour, he was Lee Trevino. It was Dude, incredible. I went to that Gary Player event at Glen Arbor a few years ago. And I literally wound up like hanging out with Lee Trevino the whole day. Like we had, I had sat with next to him to, to dinner, uh, was on the range with him. You know, yeah, like you said, he's given the lessons nonstop. I mean, he's like, you're right. He's the coolest dude ever. I don't know. You would hope 
that maybe by the time these guys are in their 80s, that it changes, like a Phil Mickelson, for instance, because obviously Phil would be just chat, chat, chatting away. And even like, I mean, Tiger will probably never be like that because unfortunately his guard is always so up. Like I even saw some quote about Charlie and how like, he's like, there's all this noise out there, people trying to get stuff from us. Like he, and and I get it. Look, he, he does have to watch out. There's always people trying to, I mean, look what happened this year. He was getting sued for whatever million dollars, but Phil, maybe I could see him um, not being as guarded down the line when he's older because he would be amazing. But you're right. Like, who else would be like that? I mean, Patty, luckily, is going to be around for a long time. So we yep. got him. Monty is amazing. We know Monty, Monty is amazing. And he's not in this event because he never won a major, although somehow Steve Stricker's in the event. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but, um, yeah. It's and a Matt good- Kuchar. Cooch, oh my God. I thought Coocher was 100% going to win. Someone yeah. tweeted me. I tweeted that the dailies are going to win because I saw the T-Box situation. Now, I overlooked the Bernhard Longer T-Box situation. Yep. Yep. Everyone Bernhard did. was playing from 6,000 yards where his son is playing from 6,500. Obviously, his son was more than capable of handling it, but like to have Bernhard Longer playing from 6, I mean, I don't care how old he is. The guy is like, the guy crushes it. He's in incredible shape. So I, I overlooked that, but I thought someone replied to me, Coochers are going to win. He switched it up. It's Carson this year. Or was it was Car- Carson, right? No, it was and Cameron. Cameron. And Cameron's a plus <clears throat> 3.5. I remember doing the post earlier this year. He won medalist at, at local yep. qualifying. He didn't quite make it to the U.S. Open, but he's a hell of a player, obviously. And they were, what, 15 under, 16 under the first yeah, day? First day. Nothing going that second day. I, I'm surprised. Um, but, um, yeah, kudos to uh, kudos to Longers. When – I don't know if any of you guys actually bet on this, but that I would have if you could have. I don't well, think you right. could. You guys have locals. That T box sheet is the key. Yeah. Again, I would have gotten suckered into daily probably, but someone did. I forgot if it was Josh Perry or someone like Josh that. Perry. Yeah. Yep. He was like Bernhard from the Red T's. I mean, give me that. And yeah. he was right. And by the way, I didn't realize Bernhard won, had, has won this thing five times now. Yeah. <laughs> He's won it with this kid, Jason, three times. I looked at the first time they won was 2014. The kid must have been like 14 years old. I mean, he's won everything. He's won everything. And now he's one of us with him, we're going to win. It makes sense now. I I had thought nothing of it, but I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Like they were like on the end of the range, like by themselves. Like grinding. Everyone else else was like on the right side with the setups and like picking it up. And I'm looking down at the end where no one is, and it's the longers. And I'm like, oh, maybe they just don't want to be near anyone. But I think they were fucking grinding their Dude, ass. You, that's the inside info. I know. I just didn't, on the I didn't go full key story, dude. Come on. I did not think anything of it. Because if you throw that out there and they shoot, you know, two over in a scramble, oh, like, well, thanks a lot, you dumbass. Right. <laughs> I know. I saw their names and I was like, well, they're not going to keep this up. I, I forgot that he'd already won with this kid twice. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I remember Stefan Longer. I know that. I think that was his oldest kid. I know they won a couple times. I forgot that this kid's a this kid's a freaking player, and he just graduated from um, UPenn. I'm, yeah, that's how the pen back. Talk about the world open. I mean, you're Bernard Longer's son. You graduate from UPenn. You're obviously at least a scratch golfer. Life's gonna be tough for you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this guy is a stud. So good for him. I think he's the only like single kid of Bernard's kids which by the way you would think all bernard's kids are like 50 by now he's so old but uh, 
Uh, good for this guy. He, he got got the invite and, and really took advantage of it. And he had some amazing shots. Like it was not like, I mean, he was doing pulling his weight for sure. This is a, we we joke around. But this is a great event to watch. Well, like you just said, Longer's won it a million times. No one ever really cared or knew that. Now it's like this is like one of the biggest events of the year. Yes, Tiger's involvement, obviously. Correct. Right, and so yeah, even more credit for him winning now since yeah. juice has been turned up with the dailies with the woods um to win what and with the thomases the sings and the sings the sings are always lurking mike thomas oof, his putting good <laughs> it's tough out there i guess uh, it's in the in the genes for the thomas family That's yeah it was rough. it was tough to watch i mean unbettable they're unbettable going forward <laughs> they might be unbettable and, and mike for mike thomas they bumped him up to like the senior tees and like i mean you know he can well, still he's getting, okay, he's getting but, up there yeah yeah, he's getting up there. Anyway, they, they're not as <clears throat> as I thought. I mean, a couple years ago, they were like, I thought it was unfair. The most unfair team ever. Now, I don't go way back because I don't know. Raymond Floyd, it might have been unfair. He had his son. They won five times, too. But mm. the time that Davis Loves won it at least three times with, with uh, Drew Love. But the one time they played together, Drew Love was basically a PGA Tour pro. I mean, that was a joke. They won, they won by a million shots. That was absolutely a joke. But other than that, I thought the Justin Thomas, Mike Thomas first year was completely unfair. But Mike Thomas has gotten old the last couple of years. Hey, it happens. I, I feel it too. I'm start, I'm getting old. Uh, and, Justin and Justin Thomas, Thomas is yeah. not to be good, right. good anymore. Right. So anyway, <clears throat> but uh, CP, let's talk a little, just a little more about Tiger, Team Tiger. I know they they could not make a putt the first day. I know T Charlie was like, we suck at putting. Uh, Charlie had some great quotes, by the way. Uh, but what what were your thoughts on that? I mean, Tiger looked. Forget about the golf. He looked amazing. I mean, he looked better than he's looked in years. Yep. Am, am, are we crazy? No, not crazy at all. He was storming around on, on Friday when I when I saw him up close. Um, and then they drove up to the first tee, and I they said Tiger said like, "Hey, we can all ride if we want." To Charlie, I think. But then they just took the bags off and and walked the whole day. So. Um, and I think they walked Sunday too. I I was kind of in and out. Definitely Friday. I didn't do the card at all the first day. On Friday. On Friday, no, no card. Oh, no Friday card. with the pro am. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Saturday, so maybe they did carts because they wanted to get it in before. That's the right. They had the weather. Okay, so Friday, and as said, yeah, and they're like, there's right. old guys out there, so if there's lightning, yeah. they have to get the old heads off right, the court. Right, right. Well, we got to protect as the as possible. Like um, protect him at all costs. But yeah, he looked amazing. And I I, I mean, the thing I kind of took away was it was so windy on Friday and he was, the wedges were like just completely normal tiger, like flighting. Everyone landed next to the hole. The distance control was amazing. So um, we know he's got the hands. We always say that he'll, he'll, that, that'll never go away. Um, and then the speed was there. He, he, he was bombing it too. So yeah, I said this in my uh, TikTok that believe it or not made the golf digest main TikTok wow, nice. um, a little I 100 percent believe he's going to win in, in 2024 for sure. What odds would you assign to that? What would you make it like? Plus? Not, that's that's your department. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's only gonna play like six times, probably, right? That's... No, he's saying he's gonna play once a month. The yeah, way he's walking, I think we can yeah, right. His first event is gonna right. be Riv, I don't know what he means by that. Does he mean, does he mean like open championship would be the last event. If that's the case, yeah. he's right. He's going to play like seven or eight times, maybe. Well, Riv will be first in February yep. and then through July. So, 
You got to um, figure he plays like two events one month. Well, right. And also you're right, because if he doesn't. Like maybe March, he plays the players and and I wouldn't play Bay Hill with his body with, with the no, right. rough is. With the rough. But um, I don't know. You would think one of those months he's want, he's going to want another one. And the way he looks, you would think, okay, he can do. He can do two yeah. weeks in a row. The only thing with that is I just don't he, – he doesn't want to risk anything before the majors. Right. Correct. I could see him – I mean, you're right. It could happen, especially if he's feeling great. But I could see it maybe more after the majors. So now here's where it would be a situation to me. If, if he wins a tournament, like you're saying is possible, and I'm coming around on it too. I, I actually – it's just the limited starts is what's killing me because even in 2018, it took him all the way to the Tour Championship to win even though he was playing great early on in the season. But if he were to win a major, he would obviously qualify, not a major, if he were to win any tournament, he would obviously qualify for the FedEx Cup. Right. You need that top 70 now. It's a bigger, yeah. it's, it's tougher. So that's where I could see him playing multiple times in a month, but he would have to, and, and Steve, that would answer your question too. Is July going to be the last month, the Open? Well, if he qualifies for the FedEx Cup, then maybe he plays a couple playoffs. Yes, then. yeah. But a lot, a lot has to happen, including some good finishes because you know you got to be in that justin thomas didn't qualify for the fedex cup this year so and he's not in the signature events yeah i mean tiger it depends how he feels like you know cp might be right if he's feeling pretty good uh, a couple weeks leading up to the players maybe he adds you know valspar one of these other events no one knows he doesn't know yeah, Valspar would be ideal. It's kind of. I mean, flat. he almost won yeah. Valspar, obviously, right. in right. 2018. So that would that would be ideal. There's all. Yeah. I also just believe it because like the two biggest killers, Brooks and Rom, are not um, around, or at least we think for the P, for the PGA Tour regular. But they'll be at the majors, which will be much different. Right, but, but good point. How many regular tour events will we? Right. <clears throat> and and we're and you can count the players in there. I mean, obviously Riviera, obviously. That will probably be his debut, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, he ain't playing Tory. We're we're uh, long past that, right? And and then yeah, it's gonna be tough. I mean, right? Players, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, Memorial. Wish he'd play. He should, well, yeah. it's a signature event now, so I wish he'd play Pebble. He would. Uh, think it's short, it's like short cool. enough. So if you're if you're top whatever in Pip, you get into the signature events, right? So I think Justin Thomas oh, is really? in. Tiger's in. I think that's what they put in. I think there's a provision for the for the pit. I don't know that because I think JT needs a sponsor's exemption from Tiger into Riv unless he plays his way into it. At I, know. I thought I thought he, he he got he stayed in the top thirty. Bone and I were talking about this after the hero. I think I think JT's into Pebble at least. He might be in Pebble, but he's not in Riv. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I, mean, yeah, I would tiger. I mean, it's I short, you know, he can kind of carve carving station his way around Pebble. He back to Pebble, that'd be sick. Yeah. Um, that would be, that would be, be sick. Awesome. Pebble's gonna be awesome this year. Yeah. I mean, with all the great players there. I I, I feel embarrassed because I, I know for a fact when they first put it in. Now, this was before all the the June stuff, and this might have been last year. I know it was gonna be the top 50 plus some of these pip guys because i remember they were like oh they made it so that tiger will be in these events they made it so ricky fowler this was before ricky had a great year last year obviously ricky qualified now but it was they were like oh they made sure guys like ricky and tiger are going to be in these 
big events. Now, if they had changed it, maybe, but I can't imagine them writing Tiger out of these events. Did uh, they change the rules on the fly like every couple of weeks? They do, they change the rules on the fly. So yeah. that's that's the world we live in. No like one knows bad, the rules. Like a bad fantasy football commissioner. Yep. Right. Mm. Brian Wacker. Woo! Dagger! <laughs> wow, Wacker just caught a stray. Shout out Wacker covering the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Baltimore Ravens beat writer. Uh, we joke. We we love we love Wacker. I love the Ravens. They already won my uh, over under for the season. Ten and a half wins. Oh, uh, well done. Seven wins already. Now I'm I'm going to lose the, the Saints. I need the Saints to win out. But um, anyway, uh, sidetrack there. Tiger is interesting. What would the odds be that he wins? That is a great question. Obviously, the books are going to screw you on that. They're going to make it like right. plus two hundred or plus even odds even or some joke like that. It's nowhere close to that. It's like plus, it's like 15 to one, I would say. Ooh, I wouldn't go that high. I wouldn't go that. Well, just on what I'm thinking. It's the volume. He's only going to play six times probably. So Yeah, it's a great point. And I, I've actually speaking and four of, Wacker, of them are the majors where all these other great players are. Speaking of Wacker, the year Tiger came back, I had a $100 bet with him that he would win a tournament. And it came to, and he won the tour championship. And Wacker bitched and moaned that that shouldn't count because did it take him four months to pay you like he did in my fantasy league? He might have rolled it into the fantasy. Well, you just owe me for fantasy. I'm not sure. I I shouldn't say that he might or he or he paid me if I saw him, but he he definitely was not prompt, as as you know. I do know that. But anyway, it's a great bet by me. It came all the way down to the last uh, last tournament. So you're right. He and he played a lot that year. He played like. 18 times yeah, i was gonna ask you 18 times damn something like that he it was crazy how much he played that year obviously he almost won at carnoustie he almost won at the pga Del Reed, uh, yeah yeah Del Reed, um val Falspar, he was in the mix um final group so that was that was a crazy year um i'm gonna say the, le- the legitimate odds are five to one um i would bet that i'm not gonna bet any any lower than that five to one and, the, and you're not going to get five to one there's no way i'll take I bet, that I bet, bet. Stupid, you want? I bet the stupid <laughs> really all right i might bet that with you i took the stupid wills alatoris will win a major bet that was 12 to one actually that still sounds nah he's <laughs> he, he's a real wild card right now yeah uh anyway we'll see we'll see with tiger long way to go but very encouraging Yes. Very, very great to see him. Um, speaking of Tiger, two quick things before we get into some end of the year stuff. Uh, speaking of Tiger, obviously it's not a done deal, but the Nike stuff, it is, it's, it's sad. Actually, let's say that because I want to say that for my end of the year stuff. Sorry about that. One more thing Q School. Speaking of wind, we got to mention quickly Q School. Pretty intense stuff. I think it was the first time in a decade that actual PGA tour cards were on the line. To me, that makes it a hundred times more interesting. I don't know. Yeah, why. They put it on TV. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Why did they? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's only the most, pre- all we hear is that it's the most pressure packed. Yeah. And it is. And then they don't show it and they change the rules where they make it shittier. Thank <laughs> you. Put a few cards on the line for these guys. Yep. Five cards. Um, shout out. Harrison Endicott, Trace Crow, Blaine Hale, Raul Pereira, who will be the only uh, player of Mexican descent on tour next year, and Hayden Springer for getting in. And also, I mean, Harrison Endicott shot 15 under par. The the winnings were crazy. Yeah. 
Florida, yeah. winds in all of Florida were crazy. How do these guys do it? It's absolutely nuts. Um, amazing and stuff. The, spring, I, the Springer story is obviously incredible. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, sad, but amazing. Yep. Dude, I was yeah. so bummed for Spencer Levine. Man, he was oh, like I know. T3, T4 going to the last day. And he said all the right things in his little video interview beforehand. Like, he knows what to expect. Obviously, he does because he's, you know, been in contention for a PGA Tour win before. But this is what Spencer does, unfortunately. He doesn't really hold up to the pressure. And then three over final yeah. day knocks him out of it. But he'll he'll have his Corn Ferry Tour card again. Um, yeah. Did you, he did a great you, podcast with uh, Matt Every. Uh, Where you say that? Yeah, such good shit. Oh my god, dude's a legend. Dude, the two together. I saw the, that story. It was amazing. They were talking about back when Levine was uh, drinking alcohol um, after one round. They went to the bar, and um, it was like a young Patrick Reed was leading. They were rewatching the the event on mm. TV. And Levine was pretty pretty cranked up, and. Uh, I think Reed banged like a 30 footer for birdie on the last hole. And Levine was like, you think he ever thinks about the re-putting? Like, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. You go through this list of names and you see, well, James Nicholas, our local guy, he was in the mix for a couple of rounds. He crashed. He got his DP world tour card though. Wesley Bryan was in the mix. He shot yeah. 79. Even it's like the, the lowest ever round. I'm, you know, disgusted by it. Just shows you can it can bite you. All these good players. Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett shot seventy five. He finished t eighty two. Obviously, everybody saw the clip. Julian Surrey. Oh, good God. Um, oh, what happened with him? I did not see a triple on the last hole to fall. He wasn't going to get his tour card, obviously, but he was going to get like eight corn fairy starts. Yeah, and um, he made a triple on the last hole and went to t seventy two. Cody Blick. Remember him? He had the club stolen from him a few years ago. T7. There's just so many names here that you see, and you're like, man, they can't make it on tour. I just saw Kita Nakajima. He was the number one amateur in the mm. world a couple of years ago. Yep. He's T45. <laughs> Bennett, I mean, Bennett was like second to last group at the Masters. At the Masters. Yeah. Exactly. And he like contended a few times this year. Exactly. He's like, you know, top 10 going into the weekend. I mean, Daniel Summerhays, he's retired and unretired more than Brett Favre. He's T28. <laughs> Uh, Henrik Norlander like almost won Sanderson. <laughs> yep. He was in this. I was like, wait a second. He yep. almost cost me money this year. Yep. Look at Russell Knox. He starts with 75 and then he goes 69, 69, 65, but only T28. So only he has some. Uh, your boy Kevin Tway, only T Corn Ferry starts next year. Kyle Westmoreland, the captain, our boy Michael oh. Stevens, buddy. Um, he had a brutal last day, 73. Uh, he was in first after the first day. First, exactly. And he and you've seen his we've seen his name popping at you know tour events. Doc Redman almost got back there. T yeah. said Satoshi Kadira just missed. He's a former winner. Kramer Hickok. You just go on and on. It's just like you said, Spencer Levine. It, it's wow. Just a it just shows you how many great players there are out there. That'll save some money for CP not having Kramer Hickok mm. on PJ the tour. That's good. Or uh, whoever you said before. Oh, Doc Redman. Kevin. Oh, oh, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> he used to hammer Doc. These are all first-round leaders for CP. Right. Byron Nelson picks. Yep. Yeah, it's just, uh, damn, crazy, crazy names. Anyway, congrats to the guys who, who did make it uh, or got status or whatever. And then, and by the way, to the people who didn't, go read Michael Kim's tweet. Fantastic tweet about how he bombed 
in the final round once in his first try at Q school, just absolutely shit the bed. Um, missed out on his tour card, his corn fair, everything. And that and how he ended up coming back. He's like, don't worry. All you need is one good week at a, uh, at a Monday and an event and you're right back in it. So anyway, go read him. Don't take it from me. Cause obviously we're not, or us, we're not pro golfers, but take it from Michael Kim. I'm sure Patty Harrington would say the same thing again with his words, wisdom to, to some of these guys. It, it doesn't, it doesn't success doesn't happen overnight. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's do some end of the year stuff. Uh, I'll let you guys uh who wants to go first. We're gonna do our we'll do our three favorite stories of the year uh first. Um uh, I'll let Steve go first, and then we'll do our three least favorite or something like that. Okay. Going next. Steve, you kick it off. All right, top three favorite stories of the year. My my number three is uh Joey Lacava versus Rory at the Ryder Cup. Oh, okay. Friggin' awesome. I mean, golf needs more of that drama. And that made such a boring weekend Ryder Cup actually interesting. Um, with the whole like Tiger calling Rory and Lakava in the middle of the night before mm. Sunday. The best. Uh, number two, this is gonna piss some people off, I bet. But Michael Block was my second favorite story of the year. I mean, people are so jaded and pathetic that they get mad at this guy. He is a Teaching pro, and I get it. He plays a lot of golf. He's not your typical folding t folding, you know, golf shirts in the shop, but he was a national story. Like ESPN and Sports Center are talking about a club pro because he, you know, his finish at the PGA and the hole in one is magical, literally magical. And the fact that he's become like a punching bag on social media is just a sign of where we are as a country. Get your facts straight. Come on. Where are we in society today? There's my like the impression uh, and then number one for me it's one a and one b we mentioned hayden springer before so him and camilla vajegas you know successful uh i still myers sorry dude. we are on the same wavelength man yeah okay. yeah let's go yeah. uh go ahead, yeah. go ahead. camilla and bermuda after losing mia i mean it was just it was actually inspirational to watch and you know i'm sure it hits home for myers and me because you know we we are fathers to to daughters and you know just to put yourself in camilla's shoes what he was going through and just the peace that that he had like you could tell he was so calm in that moment um it, it was yeah i'm never gonna forget that and obviously helpful that i had money on camilla too so um, it, it was a great weekend. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Camillo and Hayden Springer after losing their daughter just three months earlier, uh, to lock up his PGA tour card at Q school was, uh, again, inspirational and one of the golf stories of the year. Um, so there you go. Right, so All right, CP. I went a little off the beaten path cause I know you guys would be basically. Yeah, you so, <laughs> <laughs> Sappy simps over here. <laughs> Simp season. Couple honor honorable mentions. Uh, sensory Blitzkrieg. Brandel Shambly. Ah! One of my favorite moments of the year. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you have to explain it because, like, not everyone is really. And, and, and I just want to say that 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 might be the hardest I've laughed. Yes. Yes. At 100%. At the rental house. Take it away. That was. Uh... Yeah. We were just kind of watching on our, on our third rewatch of, of live from that night, um, which is just the best at the, at the master okay. on the house together. We got Uber eats or whatever, like mm -hmm. just classic guys being dudes. And this, 
moment happens on where where Brandel's talking about you know how these players today and honestly he he had a point but he just you know he has this way of using these ridiculous phrases and words to kind of illustrate that point about how they all have a million coaches and the mental coach and the swing coach and the you know uh physical physio whatever and he said it's it's sensory blitzkrieg for these for these guys on the range and, and it, it, it's a, it makes sense as a phrase it's an overload of things in your face especially on these major weeks and just the way he kept saying it over and over and he compared it to like <clears throat> Jaime Diaz writing on, on a plane or something and people coming up <laughs> like too much century blitzkrieg you know Jaime so <laughs> just, it was so absurd and hilarious go look up my tweet about it you can hear us the best. Uh, in the background um that was one of my favorites of the year uh, another honorable mention Tyrrell Haddon and Niall Horan at Riviera Niall Horan was his manager that day and it was just an awesome scene Haddon cracked some kid's phone with a golf ball and had Phil oh, yeah. Horan go and get the kid's number and was like he was like doing these little tasks for <laughs> Tyrrell Haddon it was wild to see this dude who was in yeah. one of the biggest bands of all time and now has this wildly successful music career like literally being a golfer's manager um so that was a pretty cool scene which by the way another whacker and i've told this story whacker got got me into nile horan's master's party we show up hey what do you want to drink oh corona light boom pops open a beer for me gets the bottle opener did he, did he cut the line for you too? <laughs> uh he might have asked I, I don't i don't know i'm not a lime guy so it didn't matter but you saying that him I've seen him do simple, random tasks. He's a, he's a great guy now. Good guy. And a PGA Tour social person came up and was like, hey, we'd love to have you on this video. And he literally was like, sorry, I can't. I'm Tyrrell's manager today. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, two more honorable mentions. I swear I'm going to go quick. Um, oh Steve and I playing Augusta National honorable mention. That was that was a good one. Uh, um, <laughs> I didn't think that counted as best golf yeah, story well, of the year. Yeah, but it was a story. It was a story on our website and our. That's pod- true. People, yeah. were people were talking about it. People were talking. People were. I'm talking. wearing my. I'm wearing my. Uh, <laughs> ANGC. I got the same one. I forgot. We, I forgot we got match. Yeah, that was the only thing we had, or they had of this, the club yeah. logo. Right. Ah, oh, so you had to. Yeah. You got Last that. honorable mention by one of my favorites was that moron Lee Westwood not reading Joel's story and writing an entire Oh reaction. my God. After the Open Championship. Dude, you should have really... made that your <clears throat> least favorite or worst. Oh, it was, one of my fa- it was one of my favorites because Lee Westwood just constantly making himself look like a fool. And it, it highlights that kind of hilarious narrative of this these live guys who are like the media is, is, is being yeah. divisive and they're, they're, you know, they don't know the whole story and, 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 you know, we're all the idiots. And then this moron writes a whole reaction piece to Joel's piece and reveals that he didn't read a single word of it. So I really, nice. um, I really Not to mention he took, he, he's been a real dick to Joel. Yes. I, right. There's something, there's obviously something going on behind the scenes there that we know about, but um, it's, it's a bit much. Could you imagine much. making tens of millions of dollars yeah. in your career and now making way more on live and spending the time that he does right. on Twitter? I mean, it's like beyond pathetic. Major list activities. Some, some would right. say. Yes. And no one is celebrated more than him for doing I mean, again, yes. I always won a bunch of like Malaysia Masters and, and Indonesian Masters, the, Mer- the, Meridi- the Mauritius Masters. 
Let's be honest here. He gets, treated, he gets treated like he's a freaking ten-time major champ. I, I I don't understand it. But maybe like enjoy your wealth. Like get right. off Twitter. Exactly. You must. Have, I don't want to get in more trouble. Go alone. These are just my honorable mentions, by the way. This is unbelievable. What a spicy <laughs> move. So good. My actual top three. I'll start with number three. Fred Couples constantly being wrong about everything <laughs> was my one of my favorite stories of he's the last so month. Bad. He's wrong. He's wrong more than Francesa. It's incredible. It's That's awful. what happens when you get on the radio. You say things right. you it against the wall, and you know you're going to be wrong. You, every by the way, do you have? I have a couple guys in my life who I feel like every time they make a, a hot take, they're wrong, and I yes. would be like, "How do you do it? How are you wrong every time?" But these are more predictions from yeah. Fred. Anyway, sorry. It's it's just amazing. That's number three. Uh, number two, I Chris Kirk's my guy, winning the ah, hunt, yeah. coming back. And then, you know, look, it's not. He had a great life. Okay, he had a great family. He had a great start to his career. He just got in a little rut and and started drinking too much. So it's not like this crazy like the Hayden Springer Camilo yeah. thing, but it was this this cool. You know, he kind of overcame this this off the course stuff he was going through, and then to win the way he did. Um, you know, hitting it into the water and then hitting that wedge close at the Honda. That was just a super um, fun week. That was one of my only documented winners of the year. So I obviously enjoyed it, but I loved Chris Kirk before that damn good dog, generational tempo, all that. So that was my second favorite story of the year. And then my number one is Brooks Kepka and his Florida Panthers, the peas kind of wow. that whole, that whole storyline that played out. And he's like a legit, you know, it started with the, the traffic cone thing yeah. going viral. This wasn't like, you know, Patrick Reed going to the garden in the green jacket or Jordan Spieth just going to it. Like he's a legitimate Florida Peas fan. Right. And people have started calling them the Peas, I think, because of Brooks Kepka. Yeah. You know, even Saturday night, he had the lead at the PGA and he was like, I'm I'm just going to kick back and, and watch the Peas tonight to, to Todd Lewis. So, and then he was back at the, Stanley Cup games, really enjoying them as, as we saw from from some of those videos. So um, Brooks Kepka and the Peas was was my favorite story of the year. Amazing list. I mean, honorable mentions were just <laughs> spicier than anything we we could come up with. Yeah. Uh, all right. I will not talk much because Steve and I really overlapped here. But I'm going to start with a a pair of breakouts: um, uh, Lilia Vu and Eric Cole. I was Lily Vu first, uh, almost quit. We've heard that a million times. I don't really believe it. But apparently she was almost going to go to law school. She was this world beater in college, comes out, makes one cut her first year in the LPGA, really gets humbled. A few years later, comes back, gets on tour again. She wins four times this year, including two majors, gets to number one. That's amazing to me. And then the other breakout, Eric Cole. Now, this took a lot longer. This dude has been playing mini tour events and he's still playing mini tour events um for 15 years he finally makes it on tour he's played we did a story on mark hubbard breaking the record for most starts it was wrong factually wrong eric cole played more than mark hubbard this year he played 40 times Come on. 40 times now that counts two falls but he played mm-hmm. 40 times mark hubbard played 39 not only that he played at least four more times in mini tour events, including the night of the Travelers Championship where he finished, I don't know, he had a decent finish. He drove overnight to like Western Pennsylvania to play in some mini tour event that 
he was appreciative of. They gave him a start 10 years ago. Mm. Wins, he wins another 15,000. He just recently played the minor league golf tour uh, <laughs> tour championship. He wins another 15,000. I mean, he's taking money off the table of these other guys. That's another story. <laughs> but still, the guy, he, oh, by the way, it's his 70, I think it's 76th win on that tour. The guy's like the Tiger Woods of the mini golf tour. And yet it, it took 15 years for him to get on tour. And now he's a top 50 player in the world. To me, that blows my mind. Also, obviously, both his parents are pros. That's been talked about. Shout uh, out Laura Baugh. Go. Shout out Laura Baugh. And shout out to Laura Baugh for cluing us in. Eric finally took a break from golf last week. He got married. I think he took a break. I'm not sure. He might have even played that day. But there's a photo of him getting married. Congrats to him. But again, it might be the only day that he didn't play golf this year or play in a tournament. I mean, the guy is an absolute beast. And he's one of the best players in the world. And he's a he's a golf betting, uh, gambling darling. I mean, everybody uh, has always yep. been. I know he let a couple wins slip away potentially, but just a hell of a year for Eric Cole. So that's my number three story. Those two breakouts combined. Number two is the heartstring stories that Steve mentioned. Obviously, Camille Vajegas and Hayden Springer. No need to get more really into those two things. It just... Like Steve said, I, honestly, if uh, something happened in my, fr- I, you might never hear from me again. Like, yeah. so I don't know how these people got back, not only got back on the horse, but got to the top yep. of the profession again um, is just amazing. And, and not, I mean, maybe not to the top of the profession with Hayden Springer, but he's, he's earned his tour card. Yep. That's amazing. So good for him. And obviously the Jagus is back. I mean, he just was dominant in those, uh, you know, the tropical, uh, tournaments down there, the tropical swing. And number one, I, to me, it's a no-brainer. Michael Block, I'm with you, Steve. The hate has to stop. Um, okay, so the guy got 15 minutes and he won't get off the stage. He won't get off the stage because crazy shit keeps happening to him. I mean, he's making right. albatrosses. He's breaking course records at Valhalla, where, by the way, you're going to see him next year at the PGA Championship. Uh, but you just go back to this PGA Championship you know, early in the week, it's this nice story. Then he hits a shank. He still is in contention despite that. He does the walk and talk one day. And then, of course, he makes a slam dunk hole-in-one. Not only was it the only hole-in-one at the tournament, it's a slam dunk hole-in-one. How many times do you ever see that with a seven iron late in the final round while playing with Rory McIlroy? It's honestly one of the sickest things in sports history, yeah. like a cr- crazy event. And then the up and down on 18 – which, I mean, he had a one in a hundred chance of getting that up and down. And he did it under pressure with the PGA Championship spot on the line for next year. <laughs> Long live Michael Block. Yep. Team Blocky. He's in more events next year. He's the Tiger Woods of the Southern <laughs> Cal PGA. He's won 10 of the last 11 PGA. You're right, Steve. He's not the typical club pro. But still, hell of a story. Um, I love it. I hope to see more of it. Hopefully we get him on the pod next year. So we almost, mm. we were, we were in talks this year. He was a little a over. Busy guy. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we'll get him next year when, it, when things cool down a little. Um, anyway, those are my top three. All right. Bottom three, Steve, we'll kick it back to you. I hope I don't steal more of yours. Flyers. I feel bad. Will. You sure you don't want to go? So I don't you know. You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's go. fix it up. Let's fix Snake. it up. Okay. Snake it. Um, do I have these in order? Um, let's see. All right. I will start number three worst story. And this actually goes back to one of your favorite stories, but it's, it's, it's a combo. Anything Patrick Cantley. 
I, I'm I'm really tired of it. Um, Hatgate. Uh, I, I look. No, believe me. I appreciated that there was drama there, but the whole not wearing the hat, whether or not it was for the reasons that were reported, clearly there was something going on. He was being a bit of a loner on the team. I know Xander was in that camp too. I was disappointed to hear about that because I love Xander. But enough with Patrick with that. The slow play stuff, it's just a joke over and over again. And it honestly kind of affected even the Masters this year. He was playing in the group in front of Rom and Brooks. And then I'm just going to call him C-Suite Pat or Patty C-Suite. With all these reports coming out, I know Tiger and Jordan Spieth have come out and tried to deny it. These reports that that Cantley's kind of running the show um, and has the most power of anyone on tour. Look, I don't know if all that is 100% true, as Mike Rosenberg reporting that for MSI, but clearly he's a big player here, and clearly this deal has not gotten done. And in the meantime, things have just gotten worse. So I know Jay Monahan takes most of the blame for that, and as he should, he's the commissioner. A commissioner who, by the way, was apparently made $18.6 million last year when Adam Silver of the NBA made $10 million. I don't know how in the world that makes sense. But anyway, I just want to stick with Pat. I'm going to throw some of that blame at Pat. You wrap it all together, he's in my bottom three stories. Number two, similar, John Rom to live. Um, and look, we're not, uh, we're all kind of anti-live. It's not for those reasons, though. It's just that this is another dagger to pro golf. Who knows? Maybe by the time this pod comes out, maybe by the time next year rolls around we will have more of a unified front. But as of now, John Rahm being on live really crushes the PGA Tour as a product. It crushes overall pro golf, I think, as a product. You got you got everything splintered, just tough to keep track of. And then the way it happened with the, you know, the Letterman jacket that Max Homa predicted, the the talking points, the now the apparently the self, the quote self-imposed media lockdown which as we know, John is the best. I mean, that the pod we did with him this year was probably the favorite thing we did all yep. year. Um, he's the best. I don't want to see him go away. I just don't like this story because I, I worry about the, uh, you know, the access to Rom. I worry about how much we're going to see him, especially on tour. So to me, that was a, a tough story to see. Number one, a little lighter, Tiger being done with Nike. And that's that's just a rumor, but it seems like it's happening. Because to me, I just hate like the end of eras <laughs> happening. And like, I remember buying a hideous tiger red and black. It was like the half red at the top, black at the bottom with <laughs> the night, the big long sleeves and the big, I mean, that was back in, yep. you know, after he won the masters 97. I mean, this is a, you know, over 25 years of us getting used to seeing him swooshed up. He's had some great looks. I know CP put together some of his great, um, you know, showing up looks to tournaments. It's not that it's all Nike. We love the red. He can wear red from other companies. Don't get me wrong, but it's just kind of sad. The end of an era. You just would think that Tiger Nike would be one of those things that would last forever. Um, and unfortunately, it's not. So those are my least favorite stories from this year. Um, kick it over to you. Let's, let's go the opposite order. Then we'll go CP next. I'll start with. Number three, uh, Rory McIlroy just ca- constantly being wrong about everything kind of goes with my Fred Couples. I like Freddie. Yep. Um, and and just not really getting any sort of like pushback for it. Um, kind of getting 
you know, all the lap dogs kind of circling around and saying he's the best. And well, actually he's right. And yada, yada. So um, I'll, I'll keep standing out on this limb all on my own. Although it sounds like my boy LKD is, has joined me wow. he this week. He's like, I think I'm kind of out on Rory. I was like, wow. I'm, welcome I'm, to the party. Welcome to the club. So um, yeah, look again, we love Rory. I, I I can't say I can't say it enough times. I would love him to to reach the heights he, he reached in, in 2014 again and, and win a major, but um I think he should just put the microphone down for a while. I don't think that's gonna happen, obviously. He's he's back on Twitter, which is you know, it's just not a good thing. That that leads to nothing good for a person of his stature. Um, but yeah, I, I think he should stop talking for a while. Um Number two, uh, TGL, just the, the TGL thing in general. Um, yes. I, you guys know my stance on simulators, simulators, yes. yes. and the fact that this was like, and it could still be a thing. I don't know. My theory is that now that Tiger's healthy, they, they literally pop, pop the bubble on it. Um, but we'll see in 2025 um, if it comes back. And I just, I'm so anti, you know, the, the best players in the world bashing balls in, into a screen and thinking that's going to be like compelling uh, television. It really depresses me and makes me sad if that's um, if that's like the future of the game in any way. Um, and then, I mean, just Colin Morikawa, you know, that that phone call where he, he compared it ah. to the Ryder Cup call. I mean, it just makes you want to fucking throw up when, when you hear stuff like that and knowing <laughs> Because you know deep down he does not believe that, but he's been told, hey, get on the phone. We're going to put everything is so scripted and, and packaged. Yeah. And it's just disgusting to, to watch when something like that happens. And, you know, the, the reaction to Taylor Gooch when he compared the live event mm-hmm. to the Ryder Cup did not match up to the reaction to that Colin Morikawa call, which should have right. got 10 times more of a reaction for a virtual golf league comparing uh this is like getting the for a team that doesn't even exist yet oh i'm so proud to be on this la golf team give me a break that was that was disgusting it should be my number one but my number one and i'm going to try to explain this in the best way i can was the the self-serving reaction to the tiger tiger's joke with justin thomas at riviera which was not a good joke the tampon thing um we can all admit that probably you know tiger's what is almost 50 his sense of humor is a little uh dinosaur like obviously it was a stupid move especially for tiger who should know by now and he does know that you know there are 19 million cameras on him at all times so to to think that was going to go over well um was was pretty dumb on his part but the the reaction from people who you know i've never watched a golf shot in their life and and they parachute in and it's really just this self-serving like look at me and and my opinion and how important i am to to kind of parachute in and and just shit on tiger and and justin thomas and all that uh, i didn't really love that that whole self-serving uh reaction so that was my least favorite story of the year wow, wow. did not see cp that. really brought the heat You're with right, all right. these we're at I mean, the end of the year pod. We got it. You know. I mean, you really did. Those are some deep ones and, and, uh, and well said. Yeah. Did you keep like a running list of these? throughout? I, the- I woke up, and, I woke up this morning and, and pulled up my notes app and, and, uh, actually woke up at like seven and was like, I, I'm going to try to sleep for another hour. And then I laid there and kind of came up with all of these. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. nice. Well done. I, f- I feel like mine are, uh, just Sim city after, <laughs> 
all years. Um, I, I did have Hackgate on the list, and you know that's part of Myers' take on Cantlay. But you know, just the fact that, and I think this rolls into a larger point. Everything in pro golf now is about money, and it's 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 obviously always been that way. You know. 80s 90s go way back it's been like this you know guys complaining that they don't get paid for the Ryder Cup so they came up with the no cut WGCs like you know this has been a story for a long time but it's only been accentuated with Liv and the fact that you know you have these guys who make tens of million that millions of dollars a year complain that they don't get paid for the Ryder Cup and you know Cantley's not going to wear a hat because of it it is just you're losing fans who have to deal with this shit. Like this is not the way to grow the game and grow professional golf and get more people to pay attention is to hear you complain like a whiny little baby about, you know, oh, we're not getting the $10,000. We should get paid for the front of our hat. Get out of here. I mean, think about the fans once in your life and not about your checkbook. You're making 25 million million dollars this year. For one week, you you really can afford not to get paid. I mean, grow up. So that's that's my take on Hackgate. Um, the world rankings is also on my list. Just the fact that all the time we have to hear about how bad oh. the world rankings are. I oh. mean, it's it's like it's such a trigger word for us. Like, oh, obviously, obviously, yeah, it's like not a great system and doesn't make any sense now because the live guys aren't getting any right. points aside from majors, but I mean, give it up, especially the pro live people with how the Hank know, Haney's of the, I mean, every, yeah. the world golf, yeah, it's not a joke. <laughs> we know it's a joke. We now. get it. Half the guys aren't in it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Everyone knows it's a joke. So that's and it was bad. By the way, it was bad enough when people just complained about it, which is fine. You want to say it was a bad system, fine. But that, even, oh, how did they move up? They didn't play that week, you know, like stupid shit like that. Right. So we right. always had to put up with this, but now, yeah, it's been a whole extra layer of these tiresome stories. Yeah. But good good also, they should figure out the world rankings because it is kind of a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then number one, it's also SimCity, but the rollback, all the the freaking talk about the rollback is so intolerable like the people who are pro rollback that's those are the most intolerable people you know think about the pro game and you know it's just driver wedge and it's killing the pro game okay well you're in the less than one percent of golf fans who actually care about shot making most people who are just watching the majors are gonna be amazed that the guys hitting it 340 off the tee and there is a ton of skill in that, believe it or not. I know technology is amazing in these in these golf clubs, but um, this didn't need to happen. So, and the fact that you're making us suffer for it is such a joke. But mostly my take is that the fact that we have to hear about all this shit about the rollback is, um, is my number one worst story of the year. Um, and it's only going to continue, unfortunately, for the next like five or six years. Right, so. right. But that was kind of my point with the Rom Live stuff too. It wasn't even so much just that. It's just like we just it's just constantly these negative and then who's going and who's staying. It's like, oh, it's just so tiresome. But yes. no, I, I, but I, I, it is we do live in a bubble. I, I just want to yeah. tell a story. Luke and I played yeah. on Wednesday 
and uh, we're playing with this couple, the front nine couple from Michigan, I think. Um, and literally on on like the seventh hole, the the woman kind of like um, skulls one greenside and it hits the pin, but then it rolls off the green. And we we're going to the next tee, and I don't know why this came up. Luke's like, should I ask these people about the rollback if if they know what it is? And I go, yeah, absolutely. And Luke goes up to the guys like, so have you heard about this rollback? And I swear to God, the guy thought he was talking about his wife's last shot that rolled back. <laughs> have you heard about he this? Like, oh yeah, that was that was crazy back there. And Luke like looks at me. I'm like, yeah, he has no fucking no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then we explained it. And then we explained it. He was like, oh really? I'm like, this would be a great video idea if we just sat on a tee box let people roll through and bit and we're like, do you know about the rollback? Just to just because yeah. like I guarantee you 98% of people have no idea. So it's just we're so in this bubble of just non, you know, the same yeah. 60 people are, you know, regurgitating the same take. And and we think it's like this kind of at large thing when at large nobody gives a shit. Nobody really cares. And if you just tell people, they're going to be like, why the, why the hell do I have to lose five yards? So um, you guys are right. It's it's the most annoying and sufferable yeah. thing. But um, it's really just our little Definitely bubble. Definitely a bubble. You're, yeah. you're so right. And like, and of that 98%, and, and again, we're, we're people, I, I still don't think it's necessary for all of us. But if those numbers are true, because we talked about this before the numbers came out, those numbers are true. It's like, look, it's not the end of the world. Obviously, it just seems so. It just seems unnecessary. And like yes. you said, it adds to the the. But you're right. Ninety percent of golfers probably don't know what's going on, and of that ninety eight percent, in six years, when the new balls are bought, they still won't even know. They'll just buy the new balls and right. be like. And the people that even have like a, like I'm thinking of my friends. Like they like see it on Instagram. They see our post. Yes. They read it they, and they just come right. to me and go, what does this mean? A hundred percent. you click on the story, you can oh. go read Can you click on the story? Can you give me a click <laughs> one time? A bunch of Lee Westwoods in the society. <laughs> yeah. The only thing worse than that, though, is when my friends send me links from non-Golf Digest links when, like, we've done the story. <laughs> too. And I'm like, can you just send a Golf Digest link one time? Can you just take the one extra second? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's it, it it is a lot. We are a hundred percent in um, a bubble for sure. Uh, I get that. Like, you should write about this. I'm like, <laughs> I did. You want me to send yeah, you the story yeah. from two two days ago? Yes, exactly, yes. Exactly. it's my story. <laughs> um. Okay, we have NFL to do. Mm. Uh, CP, I'll let you get that. By the way, I saw this. Uh, there was a fun story on the uh, Will McGee Annika Sorkin's. Uh, so uh, good. For the uh, first of all, his quote was amazing. It was like almost like a scripted quote, like they, <laughs> it was adorable. Yeah. But then he would go to the uh, orthodontist the next day, and it reminded me. This is my way of uh, patting myself on the back here. I my I, a famous round at Rye with Sam. It was a two on two. I forgot who the other people were, and that was when I shot the thirty two on the back nine there. Birdied four of the last five holes. What did I have to do right after? I had to hop in the car and race to Stanford to get six fillings. Oh put my in. God. So, oh, and, and by the way, I had 11. They were doing six one day and five another day. Oh and gone to the dentist. PSA, don't skip the dentist for five years. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. I had 11 freaking cavities. But anyway, I will never forget it. I was the highest of high 
a little tap in birdie on 18 for 32. Never will happen again in my life. And then six <laughs> in the chip, a couple hours after that. So shout out Will McGee. I, I feel your pain. All right, CP, you got the NFL stuff? Standings unchanged because we all went one and two, unfortunately. Oh. Yucky. Steve, I thought Steve was going three and zero again. He had the Raiders on Thursday night, which was the easiest bet ever. Easy. Yep. Um, but then he went Tennessee, which was an all-time Ugh. choke job. Um, they all-time. lost outright, and then he went with the Giants, who came back crashing back down to earth um, yep. against that Saints D. So one and two. He's 29-14 and two, still really strong. Myers remains in second. He went one and two. He had the Patriots plus nine and a half and they oh, lost. Oh, that was a back. That was a killer. They were in that game. Myers got screwed by us picking earlier in the week. Uh, you did hit in uh, Indianapolis. That was your one winner. And then you unfortunately have lost another crossfire to me because I picked the Vikings getting three and a half. Half it point. Ended up, it ended up closing at three, I believe. Um, and you, <laughs> you were on the Bengals. So, you know, we could actually – Work this out because I owe two Steve, uh, Steve two crossfires. You now owe me two, so I could just watch. You can owe Steve right. five crossfires. Oh, I got fifty bucks. On <laughs> I so, knew that half. If you want to make that trade, we can. But I don't know. I might. I might change oh, no, my. You might want them. Yeah. I no, might want fun. some FRLs, yeah. but also I might just want to wash them out. We'll I mean, I saw that game, and um, it was a great win. Uh, Browning was great in the second half. Yep. And uh, I, Higgins touch, I think that T Higgins touchdown is the play of the year. One of the plays of the mm. year. I knew that half point was going to kill me the whole time. Oh, that's such a dagger. So, yeah, that was my only winner. The Vikings, I was on the Jets. Uh, that was really <laughs> square and dumb. And then uh, I just hit the lead. I forget the other one I was on. Um, oh, um, well, we don't have a chance. Packers, the Packers Steve. who lost outright. We don't have yeah. a chance of catching Steve, but we'll, no, we we'll don't give it a go. Just crossfires he, now. He was just racking up. It could be historic stuff here. Feed me the crossfires. And you get to 10 crossfires. Ooh, that would be incredible. Geez. All right. So who's um, I'll go first because I'm in third at 23 and 22. Myers has still got me by that tie. Um, he's 23, 21, and one. I will go right back to the Packers. They're playing at Carolina, who is obviously one of the worst teams in the league. The Packers desperately, uh, they recruit. Everyone's like, oh my God, they're going to cruise to the playoffs. Jordan loves the best, and then they lose to the Giants and the Bucks and the Bucks at home. So, brutal stretch for them. They really need this one now. The Vikings are um, playing the Lions, so they might get bounced out. So the Packers really uh, badly need this game. It's now five minus five, I believe. Um, yeah, so they need they need to uh, they need to blow a win. And then I'm going with two real stinkers, just because those are the ones that usually win, and you got to be uncomfortable. We will go with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They are getting two at home against the Bengals. Um, obviously, the Bengals look good, um, but that's a divisional game. It'll be a slot fest. I, I'm sure Trubisky's playing again, so obviously everyone's going to be on the Bengals, and, oh, the Bengals will blow them out. So you got to take the stinky ones. I'll take the Steelers plus two. I believe that's on uh, Christmas. No, no. Saturday. It's another Saturday slate, which is awesome. The best. That was, yeah, Saturday NFL. I'm not sure it gets any better than that. All-time gambling day with great college basketball slate, bowl games. I mean, Yeah, we did watch a little of that um, UNC-Kentucky game. That's right. Well. Yeah, that's baby. And then super 
Oh, wow. It went down. Um, I'll still take it. Uh, plus one and a half, the Atlanta Falcons, who, I mean, you, you can't you can't have a worse loss as a, as a franchise. Oh. A season-ending loss, pretty much, it feels like, now that the Saints are kind of, and the Bucs are, are kind of playing better again. Um, they're getting one and a half at home against the Colts, who are coming off a big win, you know, in front of the whole country on Saturday night. Um, everyone's going to be on the Colts again, Minshew mania. I'm, I'm a Minshew guy, but Falcons play in these two point, one point games. They play well at home. Uh, I think they'll, they'll probably bounce back when no one expects them to. So yucky Falcons, yucky Steelers and, and the Packers for me. All right. Good. Um, I'm going to start by zagging where everyone's zigging. The bills are hot. They are crushing teams. I almost, I had a friend two weeks ago who wanted to bet them Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, can you find a 50 to one line for me? And I, and I looked and it was 40 to one. He was like, ah, and we didn't do it. And I'm now I'm like, are you kidding me? They were a hundred to one at one point. Were they really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So maybe he had seen that and then they came down. Anyway, I'm going to take the Chargers off the most embarrassing performance maybe in NFL history, but getting 10 and a half at home, it makes no sense. The Bills should blow them out, but I'm going to zag or zig where everybody's zagging. Um, Another one, the Lions should win this game comfortably against the Vikings. I don't even know who's playing QB for the Vikings. Obviously, Dobbs is out now. He stinks. Um I'll take the Vikings at home, though, getting three. They're a scrappy team. They should have beat the Bengals. Um, and then, hmm, for the last one, um, geez, hard for me to not I, – I would – I would. by the way, I bet on the Browns again. I am 4-0 betting on Browns this year. They are my freaking – They're our team. That team. But Flacco is so bad. Hey. I thought he would be in there. And just he like, made the throw of the year. What a take that is. Come on. He had almost 400 yards past. Those interceptions were so bad. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to kind of just manage the game, you know, let the defense do its thing. You're right. He came up with a couple Fuck big that. Sling it. He, he had gave, a couple sick. He gave the game away. That the, the, they, they were way behind because of him. And I don't know if Stroud's playing or not. So that's just a crazy line there. If anything, I probably would take Browns, but I'm not. I'm going to go back with the Colts again. Like you said, the Falcons are an absolute embarrassment. That coach is a joke. The Colts are a scrap <laughs> team. Um, I think they have something to play for, don't they? Kind of, maybe. I don't know. If either, Colts are eight and six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm going to take the Colts minus one. That's my crossfire. Favorite. You took Falcons? Yes. <laughs> I heard you talking about him, but I was like locking in. Oh my God, I'm going to lose again. No, congrats. All right. So it is, yeah, it just went to minus one. So we want to lock, we want to do minus one. I'm locked at minus yeah. one. Why? What was it? One and a half? I, when I said it, it was one and a half, it's now one. Wow, uh, you're just moving the line. Look at you. <laughs> Not that I'm one, one, actually one. betting. Folks, we'll do one. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to give you guys a chance to win some of your crossfires back. Oh. So, um, one of these I had written down is one of my picks. Uh, Myers is picking against the Lions at minus three. Uh, he's going with Nick Mullins as his quarterback of choice for the Vikings. Oh, that's right. He's so bad. That's a tough decision. Uh, the Lions got right last week. I, I think uh, with that fourth string quarterback, I think the Lions roll. So I'll take another crossfire off Myers there. Um, the Bengals minus two and a half. Was this CP or Myers? I forget. 
I didn't man. do it. This is man. I didn't do it. Uh, Steelers. Steelers. Yep. Yeah. Steelers. CP Steelers. took the Steelers. I'm going Bengals. He says, you know, everyone's going to say they're going to blow. I love Steelers. I really like Browning. I really like that. Browning's like great. Him. Yeah. Uh, I think they could win by a field goal against Miss Trubisky. So there's a crossfire against CP. And then I'll go uh, Seahawks minus two and a half. Uh, I mean, what a win last night. And now they're on the road against Tennessee. Uh, Derrick Henry looks pretty bad. I don't know if you guys saw any of that game. I mean, he looks you know, oh, like good. Well, I, I, I lost, I, I mm. lost a three-way uh, touchdown parlay because Will Levis uh, yeah, you're right. one yard Fucking. on the first drive. I was like, this is I'm, I knew I, hit, I knew it was gonna be a bad day. I, went, I hit Mostert on the first drive and then the and the Titans are at the one and I'm like counting, I'm like, all yeah. right, I'm two for two. And then Levis takes it in. I'm like, hmm, what a pig. <laughs> well, maybe Henry's banged up. Maybe Henry's banged up. I don't know. Yeah. He does not look good. Um and if Geno Smith's back, uh minus two and a half, Seattle seems like a pretty good bet. So Seattle, Bengals, Lions. There you go. I'm shocked Seattle won that game last night, man. Good. I know Drew Locke driving I down. The field. I went to bed with like eight minutes left. They were, and um, I saw the obviously I saw the last play. I don't get and now again. Obviously, all logic says was it talked about at all the touchdown? It kind of. What is that noise? Someone breaking into my house. This could be pod history here. Uh, you can pause it. We are not live. So I think they're I think they're unloading. I think they're lo- loading up um heating oil. So it's about every mm. every second is probably about 20 bucks coming out of my pocket. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, More expensive than these crossfires for you. Freaking crooks. I had to pay 200 bucks yesterday for some these this company to come and take a, a broken treadmill out of my basement. I'm just hemorrhaging. Oh yeah. My wife's trunk broke, $500. <laughs> How does the trunk break? Um, I don't know. The latch was broken, and they mm. said, it ordered. It was this huge. It took week, days for it to come. Yep. It's a huge piece. They had to redo it anyway. And then one other thing: bad stroke. Maddie starts saying her tooth hurts. We should have looked closer. We take her to the dentist. The dentist is like, "Yeah, I don't think it's her tooth. She's got like a little bump on her lip. Like maybe she bit her lip or something." Hundred twenty-five bucks <laughs> for me to walk in there for two freaking minutes into the dentist. She had a bruise on her lip. Yeah, nine hundred bucks out of my pocket <laughs> in the last five days for oh. just three random things. I mean, it's just an absolute nightmare. That is brutal. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah. So anyway, Eagles. Oh yeah. So anyway, I missed the end of that game, but hell of a game by uh, hell of an effort by the Seahawks. The Eagles are struggling, huh? Wow. Uh, you just really hate to see it. Jalen Hurts is mid, and and the world's opening he, their eyes to it. He really is. Well, I, I feel better now because I I trashed him at Bama, trashed. Now he's obviously way better than I thought, but um, he he yeah. Anyway, he yeah he's struggling. He's struggling right now. Um, wow. Well, they play the Giants though, so that's yeah. Really yeah, I was tempted to take Philly there, ten and a half. Oh, I was going to mention. Christmas obviously, day. the Broncos still would have lost. And probably handle. Oh, I, I saw your tweet. That was. Did you see that sequence? Yeah, I mean, they're just they're now they're calling the offensive offsides thing every fucking play because they right. have to justify the the mm. call. Right. Oh yes, I did. I did see. But it. and that... they scored. And they scored. Yes, I saw. And two, they scored three plays in a row. And none of them counted. None of them counted. The first one, they just ruled them down short. The second yeah. one that ruled them down short, and and Peyton didn't challenge either. Both were touchdowns. 
Yes. So then on third, they go, all right, fuck, we're just going to pound it in. Pound it in. Easy touchdown. Flag. Offensive offsides. They show the replay a million times. And there's lit. There's nothing. They there. called it last night on Kelsey too. Um, right. And then but, I mean, Hertz ended like, up scoring, which I, I had another in another fantasy league. Thank God. But um, but yeah, they called it on the one. They were gonna tush push. Yeah. And he like <laughs> he just moved. I I don't know what it even was. He moved his head before yeah, everyone was set. It was like before the play even really yeah. had a chance to get started. It was very. They're just overcalling it now because they, they have. just overcall. But this this right like how can you overcall it where it. It's not, it was like blatantly not a penalty. Like Tony, it was blatantly a penalty. And the best is about 12 times last night, the Eagles left tackle starts early. Yeah. Interesting. Such a good call. So it's the weirdest thing. He literally starts before everyone else. They don't call it. And then they call, you know, if someone's helmet is like an inch right. over right. the ball. Yeah. And so then Peyton, so then they back up and then Peyton kicks a field goal when they're down two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Within the fourth quarter. So it was like, un, it was just one of the most amazing. They scored three touchdowns. All were taken off the board and they get a field goal. It yeah. was just, I've never seen anything like it. But the officiating is, is, uh, it's brutal. Um, all right. Good stuff. I think that's it. Anything else? We're signing off for the year, I think, right? No golf. Yeah. Um, what? You're going to play? No golf. No golf. No golf. No golf. Nothing. Um, yeah. Did you guys? It looked like a golf day here Friday. It was a really nice day. I would have loved to have CP. Would have loved that. I, I thought I, you were because Myers and I were were chatting, and you were. And you weren't chatting. Like, yeah, oh, I, I thought maybe, you might maybe have been... snuck out, but maybe. Uh, yeah, we went up to the the house to check on it. Uh, oh, going almost done. Pablo's. Yeah, still on. Uh, still on our our date of end of January. So very nice. Pretty good. I'm getting some flack because. I think I have to go to the PGA show, which is like the oh. end of January. Ooh, so that's probably going to be when we're moving. <laughs> that's tough. Even the in-laws were like, oh, you're you're going? Like, isn't that when you're going to be moving in? Oh, that's tough timing. Because mm. like, we always joke, like, Work. it's tough to be at the in-laws. But they're, they're, they're probably sick of you too, Steve. <laughs> they want you out. I would be sick of me and all my bullshit. <laughs> this is why I really haven't snuck out for any of these twilight rounds or, you know, 50 degree day. Cause you know, I know I've gotten away with, with murder. Yeah. The last it was a nice day. And I actually thought about going to the range. Yes. The but range is doable. I did not. I don't know why. Saturday was really nice too. We, me and uh, Rando, your boy, Matt Rando. Rando! We nice. were openly discussing going to play and while our, uh, significant others were standing there and, and their parents were coming into the city and they were like, yeah, there's no, there's no way. Oh, like, really? Christopher? We'll, we'll just play nine and we'll be back by two. And they, they didn't buy that. So, um, and I had just played twice in Florida. So <laughs> we did. Yeah. You did have a good week at least. So yeah, we played that the, um, where the PGA show is that, or that Marriott, the Hawk Hawks landing it's called. Have you played oh, there? Uh, oh, is that the golf ball test? Is that where the no, no, the PGA show is going to be in that convention center in Orlando, right? It's the convention center, but it's that's next not to a, it's next to a Marriott. Is that am I thinking of? Oh, it's not okay. No, the uh Shingle Creek course is near there. That's the... where we played. We played oh, there Shingle Thursday. Creek. Nice. Oh, no, I, Shingle I Creek's great. Awesome. Yeah, that, some really 
interesting green complexes yeah. and different shots around the green pretty for florida i mean they redid that that was arnold palmer's team uh like four or five years ago uh great really good yeah good value too it's probably like 70 bucks no it was not but used to be we don't we don't pay but yeah Yeah. right i was thinking about like this place is really nice and i was like well you know regular people probably hard to drop 150 to play a course Mm -hmm. in florida uh, every round of golf's 150 this, so this is, i know, I is know. It really everything's one everything is one everything's 150 dollars right now you walk out the door it's 150 it's unbelievable. unbelievable chicken salad sandwich at shingle creek Ooh, oh yeah they had that little halfway house there yeah yeah go to i just i just started my my ranking for for the 2024 so that that'll be oh, shingle creek might make the list place to play <laughs> place exactly. to eat I gotta actually out. start. You know, I, you guys have mentioned that idea so many times. I have to actually. You have do to it. do it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's Shingle Creek will be the first on the list for now. Hudson National obviously has to be on the list. They. I didn't have it. I didn't have it when I was there. What? You gotta get back there. I guess. Yeah, well, that's a good excuse to get back there. You could you could show your uh, clout and say, "I'll put you on this video." That's right. That's might not work they might not want to be in the video it it just uh reopened hudson national or it's going to reopen next year they just reached out about all the renovations yeah i think it was bernhard's son's caddy was wearing a hudson national hat all week Huddy. yeah even more of a reason why we should have bet him (laughs) just just a brutal year of betting hopefully 2024 is better with the bets yeah um i know steve was hot follow me but um, all right. Well, it's been fun. Great times. Thanks as always for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to our producer as always, Greg Gottfried. Uh, I know he's going to have a good uh, break. Greg, how many movies are you going to watch over the break? Uh, we'll see. Uh, quite a few, though. I wanted to see if he was still listening, too. I to- <laughs> a lot of movies, a lot of, lot of Taylor Swift for Greg. Christmas is a great movie watching time. Of course. Yeah, it is. I th- I we started Barbie play. last night. We're halfway through it. I it's tried. I tried Barbie on the plane. It's okay, it's not the worst. It's not the. It's not my cup of tea, but it's got some funny moments. You tried it. I mean, we can't. I tried it. it. I checked out the last forty minutes. Look, it was a nice gesture. Michelle always wants to watch Christmas movies, and this was like she was like, "Do you want to watch Barbie instead?" I was like, "All right, fine." So I gave. I threw her a bone. So, but we'll finish. Happy to, happy to see Dua Lipa. That was about it. There you go. Uh, All right. Good times, everybody. Thanks, as always. Again, don't check back next week. We will not be here. We will take a rare week off, but we will see you in 2024. Stentry, baby. Let's go. Woo! All right. Nice. Boom. Good. That was good. I was good. We had a lot of good uh, end of year stuff. Big brain shit from CP. Yeah, big brain stuff. You really came through, CP. That was that was great. Thank you.